Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, being recorded in the beautiful home office, Chateau Relaxo, Florida. Once again, it's time for that August crazy travel roundup. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome. And like I had said in the intro, this is being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida, winding up the week, a nice three-day weekend ahead of us, as well as a tropical storm slash hurricane named Dorian. So more than likely Saturday around here will be spent kind of tidying up, uh, getting things out of the yard, anything that can suddenly become a missile or a projectile. Hopefully by the time this is posted... Everything will be behind us and hopefully not a lot of damage, but you never know with these storms between 5 o'clock this morning and 11 o'clock, the storm had even turned a little bit and moved more towards the South Florida area. So this will be the second storm we've been through in this house. The first one, I believe, was Irma, and while it wasn't a super powerful storm, the house had never been through a storm, so we didn't know what we were in for. Thankfully, everything held up. It reminds me of the Ron White uh, line. We have these, I don't know, high-velocity windows or something. And Ron White, when he talks about hurricanes, has always said, it's not that the wind is blowing, it's what the wind is blowing. Hopefully the neighbors will do the same and clean their yard up. Two years ago, there was still a lot of construction in our neighborhoods. You know, we were concerned about debris flying around. But neighborhoods built out, all the wires are below ground. Hopefully, that'll uh, will come out on the other side unscathed, as they say. Last week, it was a road trip of about 1,500 miles. It was nice to actually get some windshield time in. I love driving. I love going through the countryside. I actually left out of O-Town on a Sunday, ended up heading up into Adairsville, Georgia, then up through Knoxville, came back down into Atlanta, down into Statesboro, and then leaving out of Savannah. Nice road trip. A lot of cool, great country miles. I visited about four or five of the little free libraries. You've heard me talk about those in the past. I really get a kick out of kind of paying it forward with the books. I love reading books. I've got, a, I don't know how many. We, we moved way too many books when we moved up here. The house is filled with a bunch of people that like to read. So I always try to kind of pay it forward and uh, drop some of those books off along the way as I travel. So we'll talk a little bit more about that trip probably next week. Some new restaurants that I'd never been to. Did find a cool country road. Ended up going around Chattanooga and coming out south of Dalton, Georgia. There was an accident, so I I took an off-road. And it always intrigues me when I'm driving on these stretches of country roads where it's just farmhouse, farmhouse, trailer, farmhouse, house, industrial building. Where do these people go to get food? I don't know if you make a left at the stop sign that there's a huge Publix complex down the road or that I'm just such a rube and I'm spoiled by having three Publixes within 10 minutes of my house, but it always intrigues me. And the other thing that you always tend to see at those is these, uh, of uh, these mega churches. And again, I don't know where they get the people to fill those either, but there's a ton of mega churches out and along those, those old country roads. So on to the crazy travel roundup. 
specifically the August Crazy Travel Roundup. And we're going to start out right out of the gate with a bus story. Now, for those of you that are business travelers, I don't know how many of you guys travel by bus. I don't know of anybody. I do have a friend that had to drop his son off in South Florida for college and needed a ride back. So he actually took the mega bus from, I think it was Fort Lauderdale, back up to Orlando. And I think the one-way ticket was about 12 or $13, <laughs> which should be a pretty good indicator of what you're about, what about, what's about to happen. But he was totally cool with it. He said the Wi-Fi worked. He had an AC outlet for his laptop. He was able to do a little bit of work. The downside of the Megabus, from what I picked up on, is they don't have the traditional terminals like Greyhound does. So the Megabus drops you off at the 7-Eleven on the corner of Dixie Highway and Olympic Avenue. You're pretty much you're not going to rent a car. You're pretty much going to have to hope that Uber or Lyft supports that area. So this story comes to us from Boing Boing. Passenger in locked luggage compartment of moving bus calls 911 for help. A Connecticut woman called 911 and told the operator she was locked in the luggage compartment of a moving bus. Don't laugh, it's not funny. Police tracked the bus down, pulled it over, and found the woman inside. The woman said the driver, Wendy Alberti, had intentionally locked her in the compartment while she was getting her luggage out. Alberti was arrested on charges of unlawful restraint, reckless endangerment, and, of course, breach of peace. I have seen those luggage compartments on said buses. I have taken a few tours, and they are huge, and they are perfect for locking somebody inside. I don't know what this Connecticut woman did or didn't do to to provoke Miss Wendy to take on such a heinous act, but apparently... Something transpired. Now, I have been on a bus ride at the ripe old age of probably 14 or 15. I was at camp one summer, and my parents moved from Atlanta, Georgia, down to Florida. They thought it best that instead of me getting involved, basically which meant getting in the way of everything that was going on, that they were going to ship me to my grandparents for a couple of weeks that live in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So the distance between Asheville and Rock Rock Hill, North Carolina or South Carolina is not much. There's no flights. So they decided to throw my butt on a bus, a Greyhound bus. And I was like Axl Rose from the Welcome to the Jungle video, except instead of getting on the bus, I'm getting off the bus. I'm getting on the bus with my little camp backpack in one hand. And I remember looking down the aisle and just seeing this haze of smoke. Because back in the 70s, you could still smoke on a bus and a plane. And for whatever reason, they put you in the back with the thought that the smoke would never migrate to all the non-smoking patrons on the bus or plane. Who knows? At that point, you could smoke on both. Hey, you want to know how to tell the age of an airplane? If you get on an airplane and there's an ashtray in the armrest that has a screw through it holding it shut, you're on an old plane, my friend. The travel blog site View from the Wing gives us a miracle on the Hudson. Flight went in the drink, and now it's a Las Vegas cocktail. Probably one of the worst headlines ever to read, but I don't write this stuff, people. I just report it. This past weekend, a Ural Airbus 321 landed in a field after a double bird strike, drawing comparisons to the miracle on the Hudson U.S. Airways flight 1549 10 years earlier. Now, I can tell you, I recently hit a bird with my wife's Jeep and took out one of the running lights, 
$1,300. Yes, bird strikes can be that devastating. Back to the story. Captain Sully became an instant American hero as the captain of the U.S. Airways flight, and Tom Hanks played him wonderfully on the big screen. Now he's being honored in a different way. Since one difference between the Ural Airline flight and what happened to the U.S. Airways flight is that Captain Sully's plane went in the drink, and now new flights restaurant at the shops of Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas have a Miracle on the Hudson cocktail, complete with Airbus narrow body. Not sure what to say about this. It's one thing to be immortalized in books, movies. I don't know how many people have the thought of being immortalized in a drink. But apparently Planet Hollywood has done it. I actually looked into what this drink, and there's a picture of it. It's a beautiful blue drink, and there's a, a nice Airbus resting on the top surface of it. The Miracle on the Hudson drink consists of rum, citrus, berry, LaCroix, and it comes in a large format glass, which is code for it's big enough to share with your friends. So, little side note, if you haven't seen the meme with Tom Hanks, don't go any place with Tom Hanks, right? He's a disaster. Apollo 13, Castaway Sully, Captain Phillips, just to name a few, Forrest Gump. I mean, everywhere this guy goes or has anything to do with travel, it is truly a nightmare. Newark Airport passenger leaves snake at TSA checkpoint. This comes from Point Me to the Plane. A young girl was passing through TSA security at Newark Airport when she discovered her bin used to scan personal items at the security checkpoint was occupied by a snake. According to TSA administration officials at Newark International Airport, it appears that the thin black snake with a yellow ring around its neck was forgotten by a traveler. You know, if you spend any time in airports, you will hear the overhead, somebody bellowing out, leaving a cell phone or a laptop or something back at the security checkpoint. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody leaving some kind of a pet, especially a snake. I'm not a fan of snakes. They generally, generally when you see a snake, <laughs> it generally scares you, right? If you're in the woods, I mean, if you're at the zoo or the aquarium, yes, it's kind of to be expected. But all of a sudden, you're trudging through the woods or looking down the path. Snakes just generally startle you. And for me, I believe there's truly only two kinds of snakes. There is a cobra and the chicken snake. And either that snake has a chicken in its mouth or it's a cobra. Next, our favorite airline, Spirit. Spirit Airlines passengers have a surprise bat passenger. This comes to us from CNN. The next time your airplane seatmate clips their nails or snores loudly... You can at least be grateful for one thing. They are human. Passengers on a recent Spirit Airlines flight from Charlotte to Newark, and Newark's making the cut this month, did not have the same luxury. Several passengers filmed cell phone videos of a mysterious animal, which they initially thought might be a bird, but ended up being a bat flapping around the cabin. Passengers and flight attendants alike were clearly unnerved by the incident. So yes, they are correct. There is a ton of cell phone videos of this. And there's also a ton of cell phone videos filmed in the portrait mode. People, people, you have got to turn your phone sideways. I keep saying it. If you want your viral moment, have your phone flipped in the horizontal position. There's nothing worse than a video shot in portrait mode. And you know what? I kind of feel bad for the bat. You know, who knows where he got on the plane? Let's just say Charlotte. And then all of a sudden, an hour and a half, two hours later, they open the door and he's in a completely different state and has no idea where in the hell he is. Give the bat a little uh, 
a little love, as they say. Fox News. TSA stops traveler with flowers containing hidden knife. Stop and smell the knife? A passenger flying through Seattle-Tacoma International Airport last month was stopped when a knife was found hiding in flower stems the traveler was trying to bring in their carry-on. The traveler was stopped during the routine screening of carry-on luggage on July 23rd. The passenger will reportedly face a civil penalty for having a concealed weapon. So I encourage you to check out the picture of this one on the blog. Whether this was a male or a female, they put minimal effort into hiding this knife in the stems of this bouquet. It's a typical kitchen knife. Whoever, I don't know why they were traveling with it. I'm sure there's an amazing backstory. But when you land in a city, if you get in your rental car and you make three right turns and maybe one, possibly two left turns, you will more than likely find yourself at a Walmart. And Walmart sells the exact same knife. So I don't know what was going through this person's mind, if this was for somebody that they were meeting. And who puts a bouquet of flowers in their carry-on? Anytime you see people carrying flowers at the airport, they've got it cradled like it's a newborn baby. You know what? Maybe for this guy, a restraining order is just another way of saying, I love you. Our last story comes from 16WNDU, Florida Man, and it's one word. They have it, a space between it, but Florida Man does not sound as good as Florida Man. Florida Man takes a golf cart on wild ride into Walmart store. Authorities say a 56-year-old Florida Man took his golf cart on a wild ride through Walmart, terrorizing shoppers and ignoring deputies' orders to stop before crashing into a cash register. Hillsborough County Sheriff's investigators say they were summoned to the store near Tampa last Thursday where they found Michael Dale Hudson blocking the liquor store entrance with his golf cart. The Tampa Bay Times reports he was demanding to speak to a manager. Well, Michael Dale Hudson, I'm guessing you're going to get to speak to a judge instead of a manager. So this story has Florida written all over it. You've got a Walmart. you got a golf cart. You've got a liquor store. I mean, this is the perfect, this is the trifecta of Florida Man. So there's actually a video, and again, I shouldn't laugh, but there is a video on the website, and this guy just blazing through the front doors of the Walmart with the deputies uh, chasing close behind. And so golf carts are a big deal down here, right? So we have the neighborhood app, probably once, maybe twice a month, uh, we have a lot of golf carts in the neighborhood, people people driving through, and I've never understood why. About every, probably every month or so, somebody starts one of these threads about the golf carts running through the neighborhood, and it's either driven by a kid, or they almost ran into them, or something, and then it becomes this giant social media pile-on, and then we get the uh, grammar police involved, and it's absolutely sheer entertainment. So if you don't have the Nextdoor app for your neighborhood, check it out. It's a blast. But also, I mean, golf carts were not too far from the villages, and they've had a few fatalities over the last few years where these old people get hammered and figure, hey, I can go drive my uh, golf cart home from the uh, local bar and end up in uh, a fatal accident of some sort. Well, there you have it, August Crazy Travel Roundup. Thanks for listening, and safe travels. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. 
from food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.